Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval and check out my podcast Conversations with Unc on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday listen to Conversation with Unc hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Playing through with Froggy and Wacker. Welcome to another edition of the Playing Through Podcast. It's Froggy from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show at Froggy Radio on Twitter at Playthrough Golf as well. Here with Brian Wacker One from uh, Golf Digest. Brian, we got a uh, got a guy on today that knows a whole lot more about golf than either one of us. Well, that wouldn't be difficult. No, very, very not much at all. Uh, his <laughs> name is his name is Tomo Bystet. He is the senior director of product creation. For TaylorMade. So if TaylorMade makes it, Tomo knows all about it, and he's a part of making it. Would that be a good description, Tomo? Uh, yeah, I guess you could go with that. But uh. <laughs> so yeah. Tomo's sounding very modest this morning. He is, but at the same yeah. time, he's been involved with making irons for some of the greatest players in the world, whether it's uh, Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Jason Day, Justin Rose. I mean, you've worked with some of the greatest guys in the world to make irons for them. Is it different working with each individual guy? Uh, you know, it, it is. Honestly, it's a, it's a really different process. And, and, and to be totally fair, I, I have not, uh, you know, worked with all those guys equally closely. Some of the guys I've worked with several times. Some of the guys I've only met once. Um, in the case of Tiger, I, I've actually never met him at all, uh, except for, you know, seeing him at tournaments. But, um, but I've worked, obviously, on his product. So, it, it's you know, there's been different levels of interaction, but uh, – uh, equally, it's been super rewarding to see guys, you know, put clubs in play and, and winning tournaments with them. So when you work with a guy like, say, for example, like Roy McIlroy and the, the, the Roars Proto Iron that, that we see that he's playing. Yeah. Do you take a bunch of different irons to Rory and he tries those out? How, how does that fitting process work as far as going from taking a just a standard iron that you make and then getting it to fit where he puts it in the bag and plays with it? Uh, you know, uh, for somebody like Rory, uh, for the Rory's Protos, it was uh, it was a process where we, you know, because it was an interesting time of uh, in, in, in sort of the TaylorMade brand working with him because he was obviously looking for uh, signing with somebody. And uh, and at the same time, uh, I was working with a team on a new muscle back. And so, um, you know, obviously we, we knew uh, at some point, you know, prior to him signing with us at the Players' Championship that you know, there was a possibility that he was looking, that he was going to try a bunch of different things, which he did. And you guys, I'm sure, saw him trying other brands as well. And so, 
you know, part of this process was, was basically trying to figure out, okay, you know, what is he like? What, what's he looking for in an iron? And so as we were working on these blades towards the, towards the sort of second half of that process, we, um, we, we, you know, worked with, I didn't work with him directly at that time yet, but, um, but I sort of looked at stuff that he'd played before, um, you know, our guys on tour had, had gotten some information from him. So we were able to actually steer the development of the P730s uh, towards what Rory liked anyway. Uh, and then uh, obviously the, the clubs that he ended up playing as the Rory's Protos was sort of an early prototype of the P730s. And so, you know, that process was a little bit unique and just how the timing worked out and the feedback that we'd had. Um, and I think if we'd had more time, if we if he was already on staff when we started that, you know, maybe it would have ended up a little bit differently. You never know, right? Um, um, so, we, we, you know, because we didn't have a ton of feedback from him at early time, but then obviously we, we worked with our tour guys and Keith spent a lot of time with him out there on tour um, uh, to dial them in. And he, and he loved him, you know, fortunately for us and, and, uh, and the rest is history, as they say. And when you're going through that process as the year plays out, Tomo, how, how much of a, a tinker is Rory versus maybe another guy? Um, what's been your experience like, in other words, when you're working with, the, you know, when you work with these guys, who likes to tinker, who sort of gets set and, and doesn't really change much of anything uh, throughout the year, um, even though they might not be playing a, a sort of uh, up to their expectation? Well, you know, the, the, there's definitely a, a range of, of players, as, as, as you kind of uh, intimated there. And, and we, um, you know, we, like I, in my like in my time at TaylorMade, I've I, I worked more closely with the guys who've been on staff for longer, like uh, Rose and and Jason, um, Dustin, guys like that. Sure. Uh, Rory again, like he he he's gone only a bit with us a shorter time, so I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not super familiar with his thing. I know, uh, obviously, in that last sort of, um, you know, year or so that he's been with us, that that you know he has been you know, very articulate about his equipment. He's, he knows what he wants. He knows what he's looking for. He's great at giving feedback. We've tested some stuff with him since he signed with us um, that we haven't released yet that, that we got some great feedback on. So that, you know, in terms of helping our development there um, and he, you know, I think Rory has been really good in the sense that he, he's willing to try things and he's not a, afraid of tinkering around a little bit, but I, I don't think he's a, he's not really a, I would say he's, he's somewhere in the middle of the, kind of readiness to switch quickly sure. um, gamut of, of players. Um, you know, and there are other guys who will definitely be more ready to switch more quickly and will definitely be tinkering more. And I would say, you know, Rose has been, has been that guy. Rose is extremely intelligent guy who um, is maybe one of the most articulate about <clears throat> what he's looking for and giving feedback. And so I've really enjoyed working with him a lot in terms of giving feedback. And he, he was instrumental in, in developing you know, many of our recent players are the PSI tours, um, you know, even going back to the, I remember one of my earlier ones was the RSI TPs. Mm. Um, and then, um, after that, uh, as well with the P seven fifties, um, and even a little bit of feedback on the P seven nineties. So there's been a lot of development with Rose and he's been great at, at trying things and, and he goes back and forth too. And sometimes it's, you know, with these players, it's, it's interesting because you, you kind of have a moment in time with work with them and, and, you know, just just so you guys are are clear, like I don't work with these guys like on a daily basis. I, I see them, you know, once or twice a year, maybe right, three sure. times a year if I'm lucky. And uh, and that's a moment in time where we get some feedback and we 
you know, we, we, we spend a, a good deal of time. I take a lot of notes. I take a lot of mental notes as well. Right. And, and, and what's interesting is that, you know, in, in between those times, seeing what happens with their bag, is kind of interesting because you're like, oh, he really loved this one. He didn't like that one. And then sure enough, like two months later, he plays the one that he wasn't super excited about or whatever. Right. So, sure. uh, but, you know, clearly, you know, different courses, you know, they're swinging in a different place. They will still try things. And, and, I, and you know, a good example of that would be, with with Jason Day when he um you know he he's he's one of the guys who who is not really into switching he mm-hmm. he he gets something that he likes in the bag and and kind of wants to stick with it um you know which I totally respect I I think guys like that you know they they clearly uh, know what their strengths are they know what works for them and 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 you know they'd rather not mess with something that's already working which is which is fine and 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 Jason for him you know our process has been to almost uh, before we bring him anything, we want to know that it's better for him kind of thing. And, and it's, it's really going to work for him really well. Um, and that was really the case with the P seven fifties. We, we, um, you know, we, he played the RSITPs and he bent, bent, uh, bent the loft quite a bit cause he plays them really strong. And so, so we set, essentially his P seven fifties are kind of pre bent for loft. So they're kind of a little bit unique. But he, he basically, you know, once he got those in the bag, I was like, he's never going to switch out of these. And then sure enough, he played the P730s earlier this year, um, which, again, I didn't expect that to happen. I, I, he's never really been a blade guy. Um, and uh, and so I was I was surprised to see that. But then and then he I think he's now switched back to the P750s. But it just goes to show that, you know, de- depending on, again, where the players games are, that they will definitely try things that maybe you don't expect. Yeah, I've got a set of the uh, P790s, and I love my P790s. And I see some of the guys on tour, the really long irons, like their their two and their three iron or their ultimate driving iron, they're using mm-hmm. uh, some of the P790s. I so what what is the difference between I know the 730s a blade, the 750s a muscle back, then it goes to the 770, and then the 790. What is the difference in the iron game? Yeah, yeah so um, you know it's it's interesting the. The players, you know, sometimes they, you know, small differences will, will kind of make or break a set in terms of like, well, if the blade length is a little bit too big. So the way that, you know, but then occasionally they, they will completely go to something that you don't, again, you don't expect them to play. Like a 790 is a good example of an iron where it's not really designed for tour players. That's an iron designed for sort of the recreational, better player, amateur golfer who just wants a lot of distance, wants a little bit more forgiveness but still in kind of a player's profile. Right. Um, and, you know, there, but there's something about that recipe, you know, with how good that iron feels that, you know, pros, you know, also want that performance. And especially in the longer part of the set, that they definitely want that. So we've seen guys, and I think maybe the most extreme case would be somebody like uh, Justin Rose, where he plays that iron, depending on the course a little bit, but he plays it sometimes down to a five iron in the 790s and then does a, you know, a six through pitching wedge in the seven thirties. And the way our nomenclature works on those irons is <clears throat> the seven thirties has the shortest blade length is a 73 millimeter blade, essentially up to the seven nineties, which is the longest blade length. So there's a pretty big difference And the seven fifties, seven seventies, obviously kind of stops along the way there. And, and the, the irons get kind of gradually more forgiving. They get gradually, uh, you know, bigger faces, uh, a little bit more offsets, you know, it's sort of a progression that goes through the set there. So, you know, you expect people to, you know, and people do this. Like, for example, Rory plays the Royce Proto, uh, which is, you know, very similar to the 730s. In most of his set, then he plays a 750 in his in his four iron. So, you know, this that 
kind of transition kind of makes sense because those are kind of adjacent clubs, if you will. Right. How often or, or how eager do you see, like, for example, and I know you've been at TaylorMade a while, so you were there through the M1 and the M2, both versions of that. Yep. And then now this year we've got the M3 and the M4 and the twist face technology, which really honestly mm-hmm. feels like you cannot miss a fairway with the twist face. Love the new commercial that they put out. Uh, TaylorMade put out yesterday. Uh, I saw it where it's like the uh, – it shows the – the guys that showed the direction on the tee box, the marshals getting bored because everything's going down the middle with twist face. And that's exactly how it feels with twist face. But how eager, uh, when you get a new club, like an M3 or an M4 and you take it, for example, to a, uh, a Justin, uh, Rose, or you take it to a, a, a Dustin Johnson, how mm-hmm. eager are they to put a new club in the bag like that? Uh, very eager. I, I you know, so it's funny, you know, as, as sometimes, there is resistance from golfers of like, you know, you show something new, they don't necessarily want to switch. Like the example I had with Jason, when it comes to new drivers, these guys are all over it. Trust me. They, they, they know that when we bring a new driver, it's usually once a year, we do a tour shoot and they, and it's their first kind of sneak peek to what, what they, what they're going to have in the bag uh, that following season. And it's, and it's, you know, they can't wait to hit it. They're honestly um, excited to see it first of all, and I, I don't know if you guys uh, saw the kind of octagon video we did with the reveal of the twist face to um, to our top sort of five guys or six guys, and and it was just their reactions. I mean, that was like we shot that first thing in the morning. And you saw those people, and and it's and it's so funny to to see how excited they are about this. And then obviously just an hour after we had, we shot that, they went on the range and, and these guys can't wait to hit it. So the driver is one of those things. I mean, it's an iconic product for Taylor made. Um, you know, we've been a, a leader in tour and drivers for as long as I can remember, really since 2000. And it, you know, it's, it's, it's what we take a lot of pride in and producing every year in terms of making it, making sure it, it outperforms um, the, the previous one. And obviously this year with twist phase, you know, we had a really ground, groundbreaking revelation there in terms of performance. And, and that was, you know, it was so fun to see their, their reactions, you know, hitting the, those first few shots. Um, and then, you know, the, the way that we'd set up the, the kind of the shoot that day, we, we definitely caught some really great, you know, just spontaneous comments from these guys um, that, that, that you couldn't really, I mean, these guys aren't actors. You can't really like get that out of them right. just by telling say it it's like it has to come naturally especially guys like dj who's who's really kind of he's funny he's interesting but he's not he's not super comfortable you know kind of being in that role of of being on camera so he he you know guys like that did just did a fantastic job and 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 i think you know i think the twist face technology has really i mean it's changed the game for us and honestly you know having recently for me moved to the metalwood side has just raised the bar that much of of you know what what we got to deliver them going forward What's next? And I'm sure that you've been asked that before. So here we are. We're at M3, M4. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the twist face technology. We've got the hammerhead technology in the bottom of the club. Tomo, where where do we go from here? I mean, are we just going to keep hitting it further? Are we just trying to hit it straighter? I mean, w- what is the next generation of tailor-made drivers offering for us? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, this year was was definitely a year where, you know, revealing twist face and finding finding kind of a, an interesting and an effective solution to hitting the ball straighter when you when you miss the center of the face i mean that to me when we look at you know the next five years of of drivers let's say um there there are certain things that that you know we're we're working on very diligently in terms of we know that there's performance by exploring you know x what whatever it might be and um our goal is and and all the things that you said are important. I mean, 
a driver is not uh, you know a single it's not a one-dimensional thing it's it's uh you know, it's about distance. It's about accuracy. It's about forgiveness. It's about trajectory. It's about right. playability. There's a lot of things that go into it, and you know, we're working on all those things. Uh, but in any, any given year, obviously, we can't make a breakthrough thing in all those categories. This year was a breakthrough technology for twist face and and uh, improving dispersion on miss hits, and and we've seen that pay off on tour. I mean, it's a we've had a ridiculous success rate on tour this year. We, we have, you know. If you come down to Telemi headquarters, we have a hallway um, in our building where we, we have kind of the wall of victories, and we have these little uh, uh, posters or pictures of every player who's won a tournament this year, and, and we're quickly running out of hallway space. For the, <laughs> right, the right. You have to build so. a new uh, <laughs> new building yeah. soon, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but but anyway, we, we, we definitely, you know, without kind of obviously revealing what we're, what we're doing for, uh, for next year and beyond, you know, there's innovation in all those areas, and and you know, we we wish we could bring something out things out sooner. Some things take a long time to work on, uh, and you know, I've been now in the metalwood side uh, for almost a year. Actually, it's about it's been about nine nine ten months now um, since I I actually for a while they kind of did both the iron and the metalwood job as we were transitioning into a new irons person. But uh, but now I'm sort of full time on the metalwoods, and it's been you know a really wild ride for me to to kind of take over a, a new category and. Uh, but I can't tell you how excited I am for some of the things that, that we're working on and, and that you'll see, you know, here in the in the future. Right. I heard uh, one thing I have seen online, I've seen some some rumors of that we're going to see soon before the uh, Open Championship. There's a club, uh, there's a new club coming out that's supposed to fit somewhere between the end of the uh, Metalwood, the, like the five wood, and kind of replace like a long iron, but yet not a hybrid. Is, that, is, is there something coming out that we're going to see soon from that, man? Uh, yeah, so uh, there's been you know shots uh, from tour here in the last week or so. Uh, we've been we've been testing a product out on tour uh, on the European tour uh, mainly, and obviously the the players are starting to get over there now with the Open Championship looming on the horizon. And and uh, you know without telling you too much at this stage about the product, we um, we're, you know we're, we're we're doing something really different. We're um, you know, and kind of to, back to my earlier comment about, hey, we're looking for performance wherever we think it exists and, and in any form. And I think uh, this is a product that's been in the works for a while. You know, when I was on the iron side, I was working on this product and it's transitioned into my work on the metalwood side as well. And so this is a product that's really unique. And and we, um, you know, we, we think that it's going to be a, a, a really interesting product for, for really all kinds of golfers, not just on tour, but, but um and, and average players' bags as well. So it's uh, you know it's something we're going to be excited about launching here uh, pretty soon. Um, where uh, we think that uh, you know the stories that we're going to tell about this, the technologies we're going to be talking about, um, are going to be new and very interesting for people. And and I think it's going to it's going to start a conversation. So uh, I'm excited about it. And that's an area, Tomo, that a lot of people, you know, especially in the amateur side, struggle with that that part of the game, the sort of long iron. Uh, that that sort of area between the long iron and 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 a metal wood, uh, and it sounds like that this will help alleviate some of that problem. Of course, we've seen that with hybrids uh, as well, and this sounds like this is just the next uh, evolution, if you will, in that in that process. Is that fair to say? Yeah, uh, that's that's definitely fair to say. I, I, you know, we uh, to your point, you know, it's almost legendary how how difficult long irons are to hit for for the right. average average golfer. Right? So that's something that, that we can all relate to. And, you know, one of the funny things is, you know, when I talk to people about that, 
part of the game. And as we did research uh, around this kind of product and um, asking people about, you know, what kind of irons they have in the bag and what, you know, what's your longest iron? Uh, one of the funny things I hear a lot is like, oh, you know, I have a, I have a four iron in the bag. And I said, oh, really? You, you, do you hit the four iron? Well, it's like, no, I used to, I use it to punch out trees. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, that, that sounds about right. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, I wouldn't hit a, I wouldn't hit a full shot with it, but I, I punch out of trees a lot with it. So, right. so uh, it, you know, that, if that if that's really the utility of your four iron, it's, it that probably doesn't deserve to be in your bag. Yeah, there's there. probably a better uh, way to do it there. Yeah. And, and now, uh, along those lines, is it? Um, are, are we seeing a a similar transition even at the elite and of course professional level, where guys are starting to move in that direction as well? Because look. The, the game is, is a power game. It's one about distance. Uh, it's about bringing in high and soft, uh, especially from those distances. So have you noticed in your time that we're seeing uh, more players, even at the tour level, sort of progress uh, a little bit in that direction maybe than in the past? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, if you look at uh, kind of where where golf clubs were, you know, 10, 15 years ago in terms of irons, um, you know, pretty much everybody who was on tour played, you know, blades, they played um, smaller forged cavity backs. And, you know, th- there wasn't a lot of speed or, or COR in those clubs, and there wasn't really any performance in them to help long irons go higher, you know. And so that's where, obviously, as, tr- as hybrids came around, and, and, you know, and especially us, you know, so launching the rescue, you know, we, we were a leader in that space. And, uh, a lot of people switched to to those clubs. They they put they put hybrids in the bag because they realized, hey, my three iron, I don't generate enough speed on my three iron to really hit it high enough to to land on a tour green and 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 stop it on the green. So uh, there was a transition to hybrids, and I think if you look at bags today, there are less hybrids in the bag uh, in average on tour because the iron technology has moved forward so much. And I think. Um, you know, one of the first things I worked on at TaylorMade was the was the Tour Preferred UDI, and that was a club that that was really adopted really well by tour players because that was a club that went fairly high. It was you know it spun a little bit, it it had a lot of speed, and golfers you know of all levels, but mostly tour players found it really easy to hit those cl- clubs higher and and stop them on the green. So, and then obviously since then we've we've developed other clubs that kind of fall in that sim- similar space for maybe other skill levels too, you know, clubs like the M2 irons and the M4 irons and right. and even clubs like PSI and obviously most recently the P790s, which, you know, uh, so many tour players have long irons of those in the bag now. Um, oh, I love my P790s. And, I'm telling you, I, it's, it, it is the best iron I've ever hit. And I've had, I've had a ton of different name brand irons. I've had, I had the P, I just moved from PSIs into these 790s and it, they are like nothing else. They, they're high, they stop. And they just they feel amazing when you hit them. Yeah. So, and I think honestly, I mean, <clears throat> well, thank you for saying that. But I think honestly, I think that's kind of what has has really changed. You know, what's going on out there with with the tour as well. And, and you know, they're picking up on those same things. And you know, sometimes we like to think that tour players don't kind of need any help or they don't need any more distance. But when it comes to to, to a three iron uh, or a four iron, you know, even the best players in the world, you know could use a little bit more height, could use right. a little bit more speed uh, and land a little bit softer. And, and again, when I look at the bags of, of sort of our, you know, biggest names, the, the John Roms, the, the Rose, Jason, all of those guys uh, use um, a 790 
type product in their long irons, basically 790 or the or the original UDI. So it's definitely it's definitely a real thing, and I think that's again part of the reason why you know we wanted to to kind of reinvent this area a little bit, this area of the golf bag, because we we realized that we you know things have changed a lot since hybrids first came out. Now let me ask you this: I know we talked about the twist face and the twist face technology that's in the driver it did not get into the three woods, five woods, and hybrids. Is there a chance moving uh-huh. forward, maybe in, in the in the onset of 2019 when the new technology comes out and the new clubs, will we, I'm sure Twistface obviously will continue uh, in, in, in the driver head because it is working so well. Is there a chance that uh-huh. we would see it? Uh, is it possible uh, that it can be put into the three woods, five woods, and hybrids moving forward? Yeah, well, it, it's interesting. I mean, the, the Twistface technology, when we started working on that, there was – you know, there was naturally a lot of skepticism about it because it, it's not necessarily super intuitive initially that it that would it would work. But obviously, when we started seeing the data and it, and the 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 game nowadays in terms of figuring kind of stuff that kind of stuff out is really about data. You you, you have to you know the data that that you gather around it is is really going to validate your assumptions about certain technologies. And in the old days, you know, people didn't have data. They weren't the tools. They weren't the trackmans. The GC quads. And all these other tools to really figure out what was happening and that people didn't have all obviously so many like all these thousands of fittings and things like that going on so uh, people couldn't figure so people would try things in the past that that may or may not work it was like if somebody engineer had a hunch and they would put it in and maybe it worked maybe it didn't work but in in this day and age we you know we can't afford to put something in a club that doesn't work because we didn't you know we didn't crunch enough numbers we didn't we didn't look at all the facets of, of the performance so in the case of the twist face and the driver, we did that homework over the last three years. We gathered over half a million shots of data to, to make sure that that twist face technology and the driver, you know, was going to work for, for the vast majority of golfers. Now, for fairways, hybrids, uh, we, we, we just didn't have the data really to support uh, putting it in this year. And we, we looked, we, you know, we, we, had, we had looked at it a little bit before that. And obviously, subsequently, since we've launched it on the driver, we looked at it more on the hybrid and the fairway wood. Right. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, without without kind of kind of revealing what we're going to do going forward, you know, there are some differences between how you hit fairways and how you hit drivers in terms of your impact locations. Obviously, you're hitting a lot of fairways and hybrids off off the deck or, you know, off the fairway, so to speak. And um, and that changes your impact pattern, which changes the results, which changes um, um the, the you know the effectiveness or the or the type of twist face that's on the club it also changes um, uh, based on you know head properties like how much inertia do you have on your head and how much bulge and roll do you need things like that so um, is it possible yes it is possible um, and you know it's this will be a little bit of a cliffhanger but hey you'll 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 find out sure soon enough whether or not we <laughs> we decided to put it in there or not that's awesome you know I'm looking at it right now actually yeah. while we're talking to you I uh, just saw a release from TaylorMade Golf. Uh, on Twitter, and it's driving accuracy percentage uh, comparing 2017's full year to 2018 year-to-date. Jason Day is up uh, almost 10%, hitting 10% more fairways. Thank you to Twist Face Technology. Uh, Justin Rose is up. Dustin Johnson up. John Rahm up. Roy McElroy all up year-to-year uh, just thanks to the Twist Face Technology. That does. And, and anybody who's hit an M3 or an M4, uh, I know I, I've hit drives where I would say, oh, uh, you know you hit it off the toe. You know it's normally going to hook, but it doesn't hook like it would have before, and that's because of that twist twist face technology that you said 
has been in the uh, works for you have data from from three years you guys worked on that yeah yeah i mean it was it's been you know and i think the 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 real work you know started then but you know there's probably people who had ideas about it even earlier than that i wasn't on the metalwoods team at the time so i'm not super familiar with with going that far back but i've talked to the engineers who, who kind of came up with the ideas who put it through the paces gathered all the data i mean it's a painstaking process and 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 you know the tricky part about something like twist phase is you know golfers are still unique golfers still have different swings and you know it's not like you you find one swing the next swing is going to work exactly the same and everybody presents the club the same way at the ball so you can get so many data points and if you don't look at enough data you're going to get potentially a bad conclusion you're going to get either you need more twist face you twist face doesn't work you know whatever conclusion it might be but when you see enough shots you know you know, hey, for the majority of golfers, this is going to be better for finding fairways. And what's what's nice about this now is now we have these guys on tour who who've been out there long enough, played enough rounds where it's you know statistically significant versus last year. And to see you know somebody like Jason pick up almost ten percent fairways in a year, I mean, it's it's been phenomenal. I mean, yeah. and we look at the results of those guys and what they've had done this year. It's it's shown up in in, in how, you know the performance of the of the golfers too. And you know, just seeing guys. Um, you know, even outside of these guys, you know, driving the ball extremely well with with our drivers, and you know, without naming any names, there's a lot of guys who are not under contract with us, who, uh, you know, even are under contract with other people who, right. who want to play our driver. So, I mean, that's that, that that's a testament to me that you know, because our contract guys are always going to play a tailor-made driver. That right, I know you know, one guy by name. I don't want to say his name, but I know one person by name who's under contract uh, with uh, rhymes with Balloway. And uh, he was playing his Balloway driver for a while, and now he's gone back to playing a TaylorMade driver. And it's not even the same driver that he played last year. It's the new technology, but he likes it better than what he's getting from his current contract. And that, to me, that says a lot about the quality of the equipment that TaylorMade's putting out. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you know we, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think that obviously the technology that, that we put out, we you know we're, we're proud of it. We th- we think it's class leading. Um, but I also, the one thing I would say as well is, is the, the people that we have out on tour, uh, Keith, mm-hmm. uh, Todd Chu, Trotty, the whole crew that's out there, uh, Wade, uh, on the truck building the clubs. I mean, these guys are the best in the business. And I think when it comes to the golfers on tour, when, when you talk to tour players sort of, you know, over a beer or, you know, off the record, I mean, those are the guys that they trust, you know, right. regardless of sort of where you are, who you're with. If, if you have a problem with a club in your bag, something isn't working, it doesn't matter what club it is, they love coming to our guys. They, they love the, the service that they get. They love the, the analysis, the, just the, the interaction, and knowing that we're going to get something for them that works. You know, we're not just randomly trying a bunch of things. Uh, these guys are, are so good. And that's, and that's honestly when you, when, when, you know, when you talk to guys like Roar and, you know, part of the decision of him coming to TaylorMade was that part of it. He, he felt so confident that, Hey, if, if you know if, if I struggle with a club and uh, and I don't know how to fix it, TaylorMade will will be able to help me out. And uh, and I think that's that's a, a that's a great asset to have in our back pocket. You know, we work on the product, we do the best product we can. But once it goes out on tour, in, in large part, it's in their hands to, to to put it in players' hands, and and they've been incredibly successful doing that. And that's you know I'm I'm super thankful for that because I know that our clubs will. Well, we'll, you know, we'll be shown in the best light possible, which is right. which is all we can ask for. 
Good deal. Tomo, thank you for your time. You know what? If we could get twist face technology all the way up to my putter where I I there just I cannot right. miss the center of the face ever. Everything's going to go straight. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold out in the twist face part of that. That may not happen ever. <laughs> no, good deal. <laughs> Tomo, thank you for your time. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thanks, Tomo. Absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I think you've had enough. Playing through. No. Now you've had enough. With Froggy and Wacker. Bitch. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.